All right, testing my microphone. Looks like we're good. Making sure I don't hit myself in the face. All right, my test is good. Abby, your turn. Let's make sure your quality is good. Testing, testing, one, two, three. I'm going to drink some wine for me. Good job. <laughs> Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week on January 17th, we have our Patreon pick episode, The Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris. Then on January 24th, we'll be reviewing Marissa Meyer's newest book, Gilded, which is a Rumpelstiltskin retelling. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available from our mini series and monthly episode picking poll to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, Ronnie, the Pirate Queen, and Sam and Megan. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. All right. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are playing a delightful bookish game with a special guest. Leah, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Leah from the podcast YA Book Chat, and I am really excited to be here with you guys. I've had Abby on my podcast before. Mo, we got to get you on my podcast here. We got to do an episode where both of you can come on together. Oh, for sure. Perfect. I adore YA, so I feel pretty confident this could happen. All right, good. Well, tonight we invited you to not do, you know, we like doing book chats and we like doing lists, but we're going to play a game tonight. We're going to play Would You Rather Book Edition, I assume. I assume it's Book Edition. Actually, I haven't read any of these. Thank you, Abby, (laughs) for uh, putting these together because I totally trust Uh everything you do or put. So I assume this is great. Well, I mean, it's not sarcasm. I do. I do trust the things that you do. Sorry if that sounded sarcastic. But yeah. I appreciate the level of trust that you have in me. Can I just say? This is what best friends do. We have high levels of trust. Nice. Yes, it is a bookish would you rather. Perfect. All right, so how are we going to play? How's this going to work tonight? Give us some ground rules. Okay, so for each half of the episode, we are we have 10 different would you rathers. They are all book related in some form. Basically, I'm going to read them out and then we shall discuss. Okay. There's no right or wrong answers. It's just a fun, some of these are kind of terrifying. Like I'm terrified to try and answer them myself. So, (laughs) all right. Hey, Leah, do you want to give us a little spiel about your podcast before we get going? Sure. So on YA Book Chat, um, every episode I cover a different young adult book and I have a different guest with me every episode too. And we chat spoiler free for the first 15-ish minutes. And then um, we do full on spoiler zone after that. And it's always a lot of fun. Um, we cover a ver- I've covered a variety of different books and different authors. And I also do author interviews, um, which have varied from authors like Marissa Meyer, um, all the way to like indie authors as well so it's it's a lot of fun fantastic and if you guys are interested in hearing me on her podcast i was on the episode for aurora rising which was a very good book yes it was it's on my to be red pile at some point can't tell you it was next year (laughs) you'll be fine it's fine (laughs) oh yeah are we ready i'm ready i'm ready all right so ladies Would you rather 
buy a hardcover of your most hated book or tear up your copy of your favorite book. Oh, hardcover. <laughs> yeah, I would just buy the hardcover and use it as like a bookend or maybe I just, yeah. Never tear up my favorite book. Yeah, I mean, I could find some use for it, right? But there's no way I'd tear up my favorite book. Yeah, I'm definitely in the, I'd just buy the hardcover and I'd probably just donate it because like, I don't want to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was too easy. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. That was so easy. This one might be a little bit harder. So would you rather be in a sci-fi adventure or a fantasy adventure? Ooh, that is harder. Uh Mm. Mm. Mm, If I'm going to die, I'm going to want to die in a fantasy setting. Not that I'm going to die, but I'm like, (laughs) all I can say is that in a sci-fi setting, um, and my spaceship got like punctured, I don't want to be sucked into space. I'd rather be like, blasted by a fireball would be much more preferable to die by not that i would die but that's my first thought okay so i'm gonna go with a fantasy adventure that's fair yeah yeah i think that i would also go fantasy but for different reasons not because i'd be worried about dying as much as i think i would just rather like i mean i love sci-fi but I think if I were to be in one and having an adventure, I'd rather go fantasy. I just feel like there's so much more there that I would want to delve into. Yeah, I agree. I'd have to go with fantasy just because at least there's magic. Like, I don't really care about mm-hmm. tech, but give me magic. That's what I really need. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> would you rather read only one book a year, but remember everything, or read 100 books a year and remember nothing? No characters, no plots, no nothing. Uh, uh, Well, how soon am I forgetting the books? Like, is it like I read it and forget it right away? Or is it like I read it and forget it right away, huh? Uh, Well, considering I have a podcast about books, I kind of need to remember them. (laughs) However, I can't only do a podcast on one book a year. Uh, I don't know. Bethany at Prince Pie Pod, Prince Pie. I cannot say her super podcast name half the time. She definitely, I mean, come on. She, she really makes those well, that's books, true. you know, could do that. Um, well, you know what? Here's the thing though. I think I'd rather do read a hundred books a year and not remember them because I could read as many as I wanted and it would be like brand new and fresh to me every time I read it. It'd be a new adventure every time. And I'd get to read lots and lots of books, even if I forgot it like a week later. That's true. Mm. I don't know. I'm a hundred percent going for the hundred books because every it's fine. I don't remember stuff anyway, right now. So I think that's just like comes with having children. That's all I've been told, but like, <laughs> I don't remember stuff right now. So it sounds great. I will take those hundred books and I will have, hopefully there are a hundred amazing books. And I can get a book high after every single one. And I can at least tell people, Hey, I love this book. I don't know why, but you should read it too. I'm going to go with a hundred books just because with my luck, the one book I got to read that year would be a crappy book that I wouldn't like. And that would just devastate me. <laughs> and if you only get to read one book and it's not a good book and you still remember everything, like, what's the point? That wasn't exactly. worth it at all. I, I agree. Would you rather 
love a book everyone else hates or secretly hate a book everyone else loves. I can jump into this right now. I can tell you, I will secretly <laughs> hate a book everyone else loves without a single problem because there is a book I secretly hate that everyone else loves, at least in high school. You know which one I'm talking about, Abby? Mm, which one are you talking about? Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, you read that? Hate that book. Oh, yeah, I did. It's because everyone else read it and they're like, it's the best book ever. And I'm like, what the hell are you people talking about? <laughs> I never even anyway. read it. Good. Don't. <laughs> Not recommended. Zero out of 10. No stars. I, I already like hate books that people love. So, and I don't need to be a secretive about it. So I would rather love books that people hate. Cause for me, like, I don't care what other people think. Like, I'm like, I love this book or I hate this book. So whatever. And I pretty much not secretly already hate books that other people love. Like I very <laughs> clearly have told people about books that I hate that they're like, Oh, I like that book. And I'm like, Oh, it was horrible. What is the matter with you? <laughs> yeah I I pretty openly hate the books I hate regardless of what everybody else thinks so Mm -hmm. probably love books that everybody else hates because maybe I see merits in them all right would you rather have dinner with your favorite author or your favorite character author I feel like I I, yeah, I'd rather have dinner with my favorite author because usually after I read a book, like I have so many questions, but about like how the author wrote it, what they were thinking, where they got their ideas from. And I think I would much rather talk to them and have all those questions answered than sit down with the actual character, even though I'm in love with, you know, lots of the characters. (laughs) I think I'd rather the author. (laughs) I am going with, I want to sit down with my favorite character. And the first person I thought of was Chelsea from the Heart Striker series. Like, please, Chelsea, please let me just sit down and just talk about your life. <laughs> Freaking love Chelsea. Good one. I know nice. it is. <laughs> I'm torn because for me, when, when I thought of this question, I was like, the first two things that popped into my mind were Gail Carriger or Sophronia. And I'm like, she mm. wrote Sophronia. So do I want to talk to her character or do I want to talk to her? <laughs> it is a hard one. I really, I think I would go with character just because, I mean, at some point you could probably see the author at a con of some sort, Maybe yes, if you were lucky. But, yes, but you don't get to talk to them that long. Speaking as somebody who has been to the book festival like every year for like the past four, I mean, except for 2020, but like every year for the past like four or five years, you get, you only get like two a minute with them, like for them to sign your book and you get to chat super fast. So I, it would, if you got to have dinner with them though, that's a whole different experience. That's true. But see, I get so nervous talking to people that I'm like exalting a bit in my mind. Mm. It's just like, I'm not sure I would make good use of that dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of my time would be spent staring at my food and going, oh my God, I can't believe I'm sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it would depend on which author it was. Because when I went to Yellow Fast and met a boatload of my favorite authors... 
I was like super chatty with most of them. However, when I got to the one that I was looking forward to meeting the most, I totally clammed up. Like I couldn't say a thing. And I was like kicking myself after and I'm standing there and she's asking me questions. And I'm like, something's wrong with this. I should be talking, but I, what's the matter with me? And all the other authors, I couldn't shut up. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So I, let me just say, I could not have dinner with Shelby Mahorn because she's the one I would not be able to have anything come out of my mouth because I just love her so much. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'd go with character just because after you read the books, you know, you're familiar with that person. It's not like meeting a brand new person. So I feel like I'd be more comfortable having dinner with the character. <laughs> you know who would be fun to have dinner with? Who? Uh, Finn from Aurora. It like, would be so much fun to have dinner with. all of them. Like I'd have to have dinner with the entire crew. Mm, you know? That would be that fun. Would be awesome. Would you rather have your favorite book turned into a movie or your favorite movie turned into a book? Ooh. See, that is tricky for me because after seeing certain movies, like where the book got turned into a movie, I've had experience, I've had good and bad, like some I've seen that I've loved and other ones I've hated. So I think I would rather have my favorite movie turned into a book. I'm going to go with Leah as well, because I was like, man, like there's a few books I've read, like, um... Have you guys seen the movie Titan AE before? No, but no. I love it. Okay. So, so I love that movie. It has Drew Barrymore. It's an animated movie. It has Drew Barrymore and a few other characters. And it's just one of those I just really vibed with growing up. And the novelization of it was great. Really loved it. It just went more in depth into the characters. Um, a little bit more depth in the plot and the backstory. Same thing for the book Braveheart. Ooh. That really added to the movie Bray Hard. Well, and I love that because if you, oh, also reading the um, the stupid movie, I really the only Star Wars movie I don't like. Which one is it? Clone Wars, the second one, the uh, episode yeah. two. It's, I hate that movie. Yeah. But the book, but the book was it helped me really understand the movie and kind of vibe with it more. Still hate the movie. Doesn't matter. Still hate that movie. So. <laughs> I yeah. pretend I pretend those Star Wars movies one, two, and three don't even exist. Like I don't acknowledge them. I still start with episode four and go on from there. <laughs> I, I still like the original trilogy. The new trilogy is okay, but it's still uh, it's not the original. Now Mandalorian, ooh, oh, fantastic, so good. Baby Yoda, I do love me some Grogu. Um, but yeah, uh, Disney, Star Wars, don't come at us for dropping some names. Anyway, but yeah, so. <laughs> Definitely going favorite movie turned into a book, Abby. Yeah. I have to go with movie turned into a book as well because, okay, so it's a show, but I love Firefly mm-hmm. and every Firefly fan knows that it ended too soon, but they have novels that happen basically after the show ends and I've read several of them and I'm just, I absolutely adore them. They're so well done especially like listening to the audiobooks of them. Mm. The narrator they got is fantastic at getting nice. some of those voices so close to the actors. Oh, that's mm. awesome. So yeah, definitely movie to book. Cause I feel like that gets messed up less often. <laughs> yeah. Right. Book to movie gets messed up way too often. Paragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Divergent. Mm-hmm. Like don't even mm-hmm. get me started on the Divergent series. Oh, I can't. 
So, guys, I gotta be real. I don't love Twilight, but I do like the movies. Okay, ready? Here comes confession. I have not read those books nor watched the movies either. It's okay. I couldn't even get through the first book, but I watched the movies and I was like, oh, I I like the movies. Ooh, what's wrong with me? Okay, so I was forced to read all the books by my friends. Literally, like the books were shoved at me and they went, these are the best things ever. You have to read them. And so like I read the first one. I'm like, what did I just waste my time on? Why did I read this? Even the second one, I'm like, I'm not really sure. I didn't really like the first. No, you'll love it. It's great. So I read the second one. I'm like, no, no, I really, no. And then (laughs) the third one, I'm like, why am I still reading this? Why Mm -hmm. are you making me read this still? And then I was dragged to see the first movie Uh, and never invited to see another Twilight movie. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Why were you never invited again, Abby? What did you do? Okay, so it was my friends, Holly, Sydney, Sarah, Molly, and I. Holly and Sydney are su- were super hardcore into Twilight. Molly was very into the books. Sarah and I didn't give a crap. <laughs> and watching that first movie in theaters was freaking hilarious. It was, it was so badly acted. Sarah and I were literally just sitting there laughing through the entire movie. <laughs> okay so i i have just come to the realization based on all the books that i've tried to read i cannot read ya vampire books i just can't do it they're too much like i just it's ugh. the only one that i have had any kind of success with and kind of enjoying was bloodlines which is actually a spinoff of vampire academy i actually haven't read the vampire academy books but somebody <laughs> gave me bloodlines and so i read that and i liked those but i can't have all the other ones that i have tried i just can't do and i've really tried and every time I'm like, nope, can't do it anymore. So I'm done. Did you do the vintage LJ Smith ones? Oh, I forgot. I like LJ Smith. Her vampire novels I enjoyed. They're kind of like reading, I don't know if this was a phase when I was in high school where it's like ooh, Lauren McDaniel books where the main character oh, was yes. a girl, got cancer, fell in love, yes. might have survived, might have died. Um, so basically, I felt like, what? <laughs> I loved those books, right? Uh, I felt like the um, the vintage L.J. Smith. So she had a ghostwriter after mm-hmm. whatever the hell the show is is based off L.J. Her books. It's some vampire. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know what it is. Vampire Diaries. That's what it is. But but before that got popular and all that crap, she wrote a whole bunch of them. But I felt like she was the Lauren McDonald of vampire novels back in the early two thousands interesting right I have not read those I'll have to check it out but like I even like I love Holly Black and I read her vampire book and I was like oh my gosh I don't even like this one I love her writing like but that one I I'm sorry Holly Black I just didn't like that book <laughs> so, and I just can't and then there was another one which I won't name but it's like super popular on Instagram it keeps coming up everywhere this series and I'm just like 
I got, I got, listen, 30 chapters, 30 chapters in the main character still doesn't understand that she's in a school surrounded by vampires and all kinds of creatures. Like she still has no concept of what's happening to her. And she's in love with a vampire. And I'm like, how the hell have you not figured it out 30 chapters in? So I closed the book and stopped. <laughs> okay, but, I but take it anymore. I have to know what book this is. Okay. It's Crave. Have you heard of this one? Mm. Crave. It's called I, Crave. I, as we get Ronnie on, read that. Who read it? Ronnie read it. Oh, did she like it? Did she yes, get she through did. the whole thing? Oh, yes, yeah, she oh. liked it. I think she read. I can't do it. Here's the problem, Ronnie. You know what? She likes Ronnie. I know you're one of our patrons, and I love you. Sometimes I'm like, did you actually like that book? And she's like, yes. And I'm like. <laughs> You sure about that? Okay, Ronnie. I mean, sometimes she, I mean, most of the time, 99% of the time she has really good taste. And sometimes I'm like, I need to question your taste, but um, I hope she's still your Patreon after this mess, after this episode. Uh, she's like one of my good book friends. She'll be my friend. Ronnie, I love you. <laughs> it's fine. I just you know what what gets me I think about the vampire, the way the vampire books that I've read is that it's the the language. Like I feel like when I read a regular YA fantasy or sci-fi or whatever, they speak normally, like normal human beings. But every time I read a vampire one, it's like the author is trying too hard to make them sound like a teenager. You know what I mean? So they mm-hmm. say all these like stupid phrases and really weird things. And I'm like, stop trying so hard to make them sound like teenagers. You don't have to do that. I don't know. They're just cheesy to me and I can't do it. Adult vampire books, though. I can do it. But I think one of the things that kills me about vampires as the love interest is that I can't see it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't find vampires at all sexually appealing. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is there is zero. <laughs> well, Leah said it was nice statement. talking to you all tonight. <laughs> Leah's just going to pass out from laughing, I can tell. Right. I can't. That was like the best statement ever. Okay. It's just like the idea of my blood being sucked is not attractive. The idea of dating somebody who is like 50 times my age is not attractive. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. just like, nothing about this is attractive. For me, vampires belong solely in the category of blood sucking and mostly evil most of the time. <laughs> like, evil, just partially evil. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like the vampires in Mercy Thompson, I like them. They fall in perfectly in the category because you have Stefan, who's like a good guy because he likes Mercy. He's on her side. But then you have all the other vampires in town who are like, ha ha, can we suck your blood? (laughs) We have the wizard who is scary as all get out. I love them. Right. So like, and I don't like horror. So Mm-hmm. I, I don't get the vampires that I believe vampires should be because it's not my genre. <laughs> so there's just like nothing attracted to, about vampires to me. It's just, oh my no. gosh. So would you rather have a book with a cliffhanger or a favorite character death? Book with a cliffhanger. I hate when my favorite characters die. <laughs> Like, um, it, if I know there's another book coming, I can handle the cliffhanger. But if you kill my favorite character, I'm going to be mad. That sounds kind of what too. I'm like, do is there a guarantee of a next book coming? Then I'm okay with a cliffhanger. If mm-hmm. there's no guarantee, please kill off my character. It's okay then. 
Yeah, I'm with both of you. Cliffhangers over character deaths any day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you rather read only new books or only old books? What does that mean? Uh, It means you you can't reread anything, basically. Oh, that's fine. I can only read new books then. Yeah, I think I'll go with new books as well. See, I'm going to go against the grain and say Mm -hmm. old books because I re-listened to the audiobooks that I have for a couple different series, like on the regular. (laughs) And I'm not sure I could manage without those. They're like my comfort reads for background noise when I just need something that is going well in my day. Yes. Harry Potter, Lunar Chronicles, Heart Mm -hmm. Strikers. Also, uh, Mercy Thompson, Alpha and Omega, and Finishing School. Okay. Yeah, it just depends you, on what my mood is. You kind of are way into them. Now, I understand. I like Lunar Chronicles at work a lot just because I love just to... I'm, I'm still on Cinder. I can't remember what's oh. going on right now on Cinder. But Cinder. I love Cinder. No, never. Me too. Crest is my favorite one, but I do mm-hmm. love them all. I, I think Scarlet is still my favorite. Crest is my favorite. I know. I, I mean, I love Winter as well. I love the conclusion. <laughs> I love going to Luna, Lunar, whatever, the moon. And that whole yes. thing is so good. <laughs> it is. I listened to, okay, so it's going to sound funny, but when I was at work and I needed to put an, I wanted to put an audiobook on in the background, I've done a couple of things. One, listen to Queen by Victoria Aveyard because I love it. I never read it multiple times. So like, that's a good audiobook listen for me and then also I w- and I went on YouTube when I was there to see what audiobooks I could find and I found um Sherlock Holmes but narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch and I was like oh, oh hit me oh. up like yawn so that was my yeah that's my other one I'm like I need I need my day to be better oh let's listen to Benedict Cumberbatch narrate Sherlock Holmes <laughs> I mean, does it get any better than that? Come on. No, I love I love him and Sherlock. He is so those it's are perfect. so well, those are so well done. Mm-hmm. All right. So would you rather wait five years for the final installment in a series or get it now, but you must read every spoiler before you can start reading it? I would rather wait five years. I'm actually in the middle of this right now. It's already been two years for two books <laughs> that I'm waiting on. That the, so I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather do that because I don't want I don't want all the spoilers ahead of time. Oh wait, I mean, I am doing really hard, being very diligent, not looking up anything about the All Souls trilogy, so I do not spoil Book of Life mm-hmm. because I'm like. I will not look at the show. I will not Google anything as much as possible (laughs) because I am going to savor this 550 page book for as long as I can. They are long, but they're so good. Uh, And you know, that's the best. I love long books. that don't feel like they're long. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think I would read all the spoilers. (gasps) Abby. (laughs) Um, If it's a good enough series and a good enough book, that I want it that badly. I'll read all the spoilers and still enjoy the book. I, you know, know. you know, you. It's what's funny is that I actually did that recently. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, like, here's okay. So there was a book that I was really excited about it coming out because it looked so good. House of Hollow by Crystal mm-hmm. Sutherland. I have. Oh wait, 
Don't spoil it because I have it on my two. I have like the. No, no, no. Okay. I'm not. I won't spoil it. But so Crystal Sutherland did a virtual event and I was like, and they were, I knew they were going to do spoilers and it was before the book. And I was like, oh gosh, do I listen to this or do I not? But I was so intrigued by the book and the idea of it that I listened to it. So I did hear some spoilers ahead of time. But the thing is, is that by the time I actually got around to reading the book, I forgot what they were. So it was fine. It worked out. (laughs) Is the book good? Because I have it on, like I bought it. Because it was on I sale. I love it. Okay. I loved it. In fact, you can go and listen to my episode on that, at least the, the spoiler-free part, because I did an episode <laughs> on it already. You can listen to the first good. 15 minutes, don't listen to the rest. Got it. Yep. I, I give a warning, so you'll know when to stop listening. Just like us. All right. Final, would you rather, before the break, would you rather live your favorite character's worst nightmare or spend a day as your most hated fictional character. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. What would my favorite character's worst nightmare be, though? I'm trying to think of which one. Spend a day. Mm-hmm. Oh. I feel like my favorite character's all kind of tortured and kind of heavy. I think I'm just gonna go spend the day as my most hated fictional character. Should be fine. Like I feel like that's a little. As long as it's not like the day they die, that's fine. Who's your most hated fictional character? Well, that would be Vern from (laughs) Stupid High Fire novels, actually. Mm. Don't read that book ever. Okay, just just don't read that. Oh my gosh. This one is really hard for me. Like, in theory. Like, so here's the thing. Like, I can't think of at the moment who my most hated fictional character is. However, I can say that I think it would, I would rather do that than live my favorite character's nightmare because I don't, because the the nightmares are usually, and bad experiences are usually like horrific. So I wouldn't want to do that, but I could live as the bad guy for like one day. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Like the darkling. I could live as a darkling for a day and it would be fine. So my most hated fictional character is Bernadette's husband from Where'd You Go, Bernadette? (laughs) (laughs) I would gladly spend the day as him just to beat myself up. Oh my gosh. Oh, things, things you say on a podcast. <laughs> I mean it. I would spend the day as him and just like beat the crap out of myself, like short of death, but I'd beat the crap out of myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really hate him. Okay. He ruined that book for me. I am sorry. <laughs> love that book it's just him did you ever watch the movie because they they changed the movie a little bit to make it better i still need to watch the movie if you watch the movie i think you would at least appreciate the spirit of the book i mean i appreciate the spirit of the book don't i, I know wrong. you do i know we just hate al J, okay and it's fine we can hate him all we want mm-hmm. but thank god they fixed that in the movie like I love the Where'd You Go, Bernadette adaptation. Great movie. It should have gotten more hits on it, but oh well. You know you know who would be an interesting villain to live a day as? Would be President Snow from The Hunger Games. Like, having read all of those books plus the prequel, I could totally live as a day for him. I think that would be interesting. He's a very interesting <laughs> character. 
Like you have to read the prequel. I've read the really prequel. Get, yeah, you know. That would I'm be not. an interesting one. Hmm. I liked it. It was okay. I just felt like there were so many other characters who would have been better to follow besides Snow. Gotcha. You know? I liked that we got Tigress. Yes, I did like that. I love the inclusion of Tigress. She's great. I'm just like a sucker for a good backstory. You know what I mean? So that was so like, I liked that because, and I I guess I should say like a villain backstory because he's the villain. So obviously that was his backstory. And like Heartless by Marissa Meyer is about the queen of hearts and her backstory, which Mm. now I can never, ever, ever look at the queen of hearts in the same way ever again. That was such Um, a good book. And then Maleficent, the movies, like I can't Mm. look at her the same way ever again. You know what I mean? Like I I do love those movies. They are so good. They are so good. By the way, I don't know what you think, but have you guys read the Red Queen series by Victoria Aguirre? I have read the first one and it was okay. I, I wasn't in love with it. And like, I tried to start the second one. And I was just like, I'm not getting into this enough. <laughs> I was, cause I was going to say, I think that Angelina Jolie would make a really good, um, Ballara? Cal's mom, Cal's mom, the evil queen. Oh, I think she would be really good as her if, well, it's, it's, it's being made into a TV series. That is a really interesting casting choice. I would not have considered that, but I like it. Oh yeah. Because here's why, once you get further into the books, the more books she becomes like even worse and more evil and you really see this dark side to her. And so I think Angelina Jolie could totally portray that. All right. Should we wrap up this first half, Mo? I think so. Well, we're going to take a break and we come back. We have 10 more Would You Rathers to go through. And guess what? We're a non-spoiler episode, so you don't have to worry about not coming back. And we'll see you in a minute. Talk to you in a minute, guys. Yay. Hi, this is Leah Stuhler, creator and host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends, then head on over to my podcast and take a listen. Each episode, my guests and I chat about a different YA book. We start spoiler-free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book. And we do it with laughs and fun along the way. You can listen to YA Book Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast and now back to the show welcome back guys and here is the second half we are going to do 10 more would you rathers all right first one would you rather have all the time to read all the books you want or the money to buy all the books you want oh i'd much rather have all the time because what my biggest place right now is that I don't have enough time to read as much as like I want. I would much rather do that. I will spend, I'm going to spend what I'm going to spend on books <laughs> anyway. So it's fine. I want the time to read. I have to agree. I, I used to be able to, when I, gosh, I, I can't listen to books anymore while I'm working. Cause I actually have to think like, I can't like, <laughs> it sucks. I can't just like input data anymore or have easy peasy things to work on. Now it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you get to lead a department. So figure out what the hell you're doing. And so I, like, <laughs> I lose, you know, eight hours of my life to work essentially. And then, you know, I probably should talk to my kids um, when I'm off work <laughs> and not listen to a book or 
read them a book and not read myself a book. And I like sleeping like a weird person does, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I just need more time. I need like mm-hmm. a day where I sit in a bubble and no one talks to me so I can just enjoy a book. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As tempting as that much money would be. Uh, yeah. I just, I want time to read all the books that I currently own. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, our TBR <laughs> shelves are out of control and may we need, but we need time to read them. Yeah, this podcast has just like this year, especially, I've read almost 100 books this year. Because of nice. me and the podcast? Because of Bo and the podcast. And I've just like <laughs> gotten right. into more book communities and going, oh, I want to read that. Ooh, that looks good. Oh, I want to read mm-hmm. that one too. Just like, let I'm it be known that I am a good influence. Okay. You are a good influence. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Would you only would you rather only read books about love triangles or read books without any romance at all? No romance. Yes. <laughs> oh man. See, I love me a good romance. However, I tend to get annoyed with a love triangle. Mm-hmm. Like I love the the romance if it's like two people. I don't care if there's like ups and downs and we are come together and then we are apart and then we find our way back to it. But if there's three people, I tend to get annoyed with that. So I'd rather think the no romance. Mm. So this is a tough one for me because like, I have finally found some love triangles that I didn't hate and one that I even enjoyed. So I'm just like, I think I'd rather risk it with the love triangles. I hate them in general, but I'd rather risk it and have the romance aspect in the books than not have any at all. Mm. I don't know. I'm just, I really like romance. I like having that aspect in the books. (laughs) It's not necessary, but it makes me enjoy them more. (laughs) Makes sense what you like and I you know me I'm I'm like meh could could live without the romance like that's partially why I like the Murderbot Diaries because Murderbot doesn't have romance because Murderbot just wants to watch serials and be left alone mm-hmm. <laughs> well and I knew what your answer was gonna be Mo but I'm like oh maybe we have a different answer <laughs> it's a tricky one but yeah I just don't prefer the love triangles <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like the tropiest trope ever now Mm-hmm. All right. Would you rather own a signed edition or a first edition? First edition. Because I, I love like collecting old books. This is a problem for me. As if I don't have enough books that I like currently read and have on my TPR, TBR of all the YA books. I also like really old books. <laughs> so I have this like collection of like old vintage, like I go to antique stores, not for the other stuff, but for the old books, you guys. And I always come out with some. My husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I know, I just can't help it. You're so like, I smell would, it, smell it. It smells so good to get a big whiff of it. Like, oh, like autographs are, what, are great and all, but I would much rather have the first edition of a book. Like to me, that's really, really special. I'm not like super into a lot of vintage books. I buy very specific um, vintage books. So like I buy books that were published in German from the turn of the Mm. century, usually published by a Concordia um, publishing house, either in Milwaukee or in St. Louis. So I have a very niche thing that I like to collect for old books. I think I'd rather have a first edition because 
most of the books I like to read has been published within the last 25, 30 years. Not super. I like 80s. So I guess 80s and newer, I like. So the last 40 years. Oh, that sounds old. Um, <laughs> but man, like not super. I don't, I don't know. I, I like newer books. So give me a, just give me a signed copy. I'll be happy. Yeah, I think I would go with signed as well. Hmm. Just because to me, that just feels more personal. Like if I want a special edition of any sort of a book, it's going to be one where I love the book and I love the author. Hmm. So, I mean, as cool as it would be to have a first edition, having it signed is just like that little extra detail. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like one of my favorite authors is Brian Jakes, and he died several years ago now. But I own three books autographed by him. Oh, that's cool. So, and I mean, I never got to meet him because I was too young when he died. There'd be no chance I could have met him. But owning books that he signed is just like, it feels so personal, you know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I guess I'm just like... I am that person that you see in a bookstore, like looking at the antique, the old books, who like stands there and smells the pages. <laughs> I just mean, the way that they look too. Like, and I, I don't know. I think it's. I think for me, like, I love having signed copies, but also because like so many publishers now and like bookstores will. Uh, sell signed copies of things. For me, with a signed copy, it's more personal if I'm able to meet the author and get it signed in person. You know, like when I went to Y'all Fest, that was for me getting, it's not even the signature as much as getting to meet the author and having a minute, you know, or two with them and then having them personally, you know, sign the book because I've met them and gotten to see them in person. Whereas like if I buy just a signed copy of a book off the shelf, it's like, oh, awesome. It's signed, but it doesn't have as much meaning to me. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just a collector. <laughs> well, I'm like, that. If it was just some like random author, random book, I'd be like, yeah, give me the first edition. Cause that's like, would be the most more expensive one. Like it would be worth more monetarily. And if I didn't care about the author, the signature would mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So I can totally understand that as well. Yeah. That was kind of like a question I asked earlier. Whoops. Would you rather live in a sci-fi world or live in a fantasy world? And this is assuming, I guess, that you don't get killed because you're living there. Right. I would live in the sci-fi world. I find sci-fi just fascinating. I would love... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I'd get my butt on a ship and go fly anywhere, but I would love to live on, like, a different planet. Maybe not be the terraformer. Maybe, like, have it well-established, but, you know. (laughs) But have the cool technology, the cool tech. Or, like, live, like, in the DFZ by Rachel Aaron. Like, I would... I love... I love cyberpunk. Like, I am down to live in a cyberpunk world. That's Mm. cool. Yeah. I think I would actually really enjoy living in a sci-fi world as well. Because I've always been like fascinated with the planets and solar systems and all that stuff. As long as there is no Raham trying to chase me down and kill me, I'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to live in any world where the Raham are. No, no. (laughs) 
but I would totally live in other sci-fi worlds. Man, that's hard. Cause like, I'd love living in a cyberpunk world, but I wouldn't want to live in like a space opera world because mm. that kind of technology intimidates me. Mm. And I'm like, I like my feet firmly planted on the ground. Thank you. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get into a spaceship and travel and have nothing but the vacuum of space outside of the ship. Like planes are bad enough. True. <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> so I feel like if I had to do the space opera world or a fantasy world, I'd do a fantasy world <laughs> just because I can learn magic. I can find some old guy to teach me. That's fine. We'll we'll set you up with um, Gandalf. You can go live in Hobbiton and we'll have Gandalf come visit you and teach you some stuff. Oh, please. I would live in <laughs> Hobbiton in a heartbeat. Oh gosh, so would I. Live I keep telling my husband, I want to go to New Zealand so I can like literally be in the Hobbiton. <laughs> Oh, I'd go. I'll go with you. Okay. (laughs) All right. We've got a trip planned. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Would you rather write a fan fiction that gains a large following or write a book that very few people ever read? So I've actually kind of done one of those. (laughs) Okay. So I have written not one. I've written two children's books that I self-published and they have not sold a ton of copies. (laughs) So, you know, there's that. (laughs) I, but the thing is, is like, I'm okay with it because I, well, the one I was hoping would get more copies sold because I wrote it for my son and for other kids like him who have food allergies because it's about a little boy who has food allergies and he gets bullied by other kids because of it and that's actually happened to my son so I wanted to like bring awareness for to that and that one has actually sold more copies than the other one the other one that I wrote is like just a is it's just a sweet like fun story like I wanted to write something about my grandparents and so I wrote a story about, it's actually a true based on a true story, but in children's book format about my grandparents and how they would take my sister and my cousin and I on these mystery trips. Like they wouldn't tell us where we were going and then they would take us somewhere fun. So I really don't care about it being like selling lots and lots and lots of books. It was more like I wrote this for me and my family kind of thing, but it's cool that I got to publish it. So um, so I'm on that one. That's fine. I'm good there. I, I, I want to publish and maybe not sell a whole bunch of copies because I would not like to capitalize on someone else's work as a fan fiction writer. Mm. Okay. So, oh, the fan fiction doesn't make any money. That's not a thing. Well, still, I mean, you're still capitalizing on the famous somebody else and writing their fishtails, you know, or coattails, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay. So I would rather write the fan fiction that gets a huge following and turn it into the next Fifty Shades. Ah. Since Fifty Shades was originally fan fiction, shoot, sign me up for making that money. <laughs> it was? Yeah, it was Twilight what? fan fiction. Stop it. No, I'm dead serious. I had no idea. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction. Uh Uh-uh. She just reworked it a little bit so it wasn't Bella and Edward. 
Oh, I had no idea. This is the first time I'm ever hearing this. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. My total perspective has just changed on things. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. So yeah, shoot. I'd write that fan fiction. <laughs> okay. Everybody just heard that. Abby wants to write smut now. <laughs> You know something? It makes money. It does make money. Uh, it, does it makes make a money. lot of money. A lot of money. Oh, all right. Speaking of money, would you rather have unlimited money for ebooks or a five thousand Barnes and Noble gift card? That one is easy for me because I I am more of a like I like to have the book in my hands and read it type of person than an ebook. So I would much rather have the five thousand dollar Barnes and Noble money. Yeah, I'm right with you there, Leah. I mm-hmm. much prefer to be holding the book. Ebooks don't hold my attention very well, and that's my own fault, really. But <laughs> it just feels different. I don't know. I There's a grounding sensation. Yeah. The, like the 5,000. I'm really into physical books right now, which, I mean, I go back and forth on having ebook, audiobook, or physical book um, interest. And if I'm buying this, if, if my unloaded money for ebooks, like if I'm buying it for me and I'm not buying like a business book to read for work, hell, sign me up for an ebook because like I can put it on my tablet, put it on my phone, pick it up whenever I want to, put it in my purse, put it on my back, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I was if I was buying like self-improvement books or books I would read specifically for work, then I would have to take the $5,000 Barnes Noble gift card because I had to have a physical book because I there's something about reading where I retain information better if it's in a physical form. That makes sense. Yeah, but I'm all about that ebook, man. I mean... But, but the other thing is you can't get ebooks autographed. So if you were to meet any of these authors, you can't get the ebook signed. Yeah, that's mm. fine. <laughs> <laughs> go buy some merch. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Would you rather live in a fairy tale or a romance novel? I would. <laughs> ready <laughs> i would much rather live in a romance novel <laughs> let's come on let's be honest here <laughs> I, I would like to discuss what tale. kind of fairy tale we're talking about is this uh <laughs> like marissa meyer's new fairy tale book because i'm not so sure how to live in her fairy tale for uh gilded oh. that was kind of rough i would not want to live in the land of gilded nope nope mm. nope nope I wouldn't even want to live in Heartless. That was a that was a rough one too. And so the hearts. Yeah. Now, if we're talking Lunar Chronicles, I could live there. But I but yeah, it just depends on the fairy tale. But I mean, a romance novel is gonna be might be more fun in other ways. <laughs> in, in more adult ways, it could be more fun. Well, Trying I mean, PG for, rated. Here. I'm like, let's be real. Sorolda had a great time in Gilded, so that's true. <laughs> she did. She really did. It was like, oh, okay, that's what's happening here. Got it. Mm. I think the thing about fairy tales, like, I love fairy tale uh, retellings, but there's always a bunch of obstacles and things that the hero has to go through because uh-huh. that's part of the fairy tale. And so many fairy tales are dark to begin with. Yep. 
That might, like, it also depends dark. like what kind of romance book are we talking about here? Like, are we talking like a Hallmark kind of book or are we talking something a little uh, more adult? Like Fifty Shades of Grey? Because <laughs> yeah, I ain't living in Fifty Shades of Grey, let me tell you that. <laughs> there were obstacles in that book, she says, pretending she didn't read them. Um, <laughs> like, I think I'd like like a Hallmark, Hallmark romance novel. I could live in that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to go through all the trials that involved a fairy tale. <laughs> like, I know it's going to be a happy ending because it's a fairy tale, but I don't know if I want to go through all the crap first. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I would still much rather a romance novel. Either either one, the smut or the Hallmark one. I'll take either one. I don't, I don't want to live in a fairy tale. Um, if my romance novel is going to be A Discovery of Witches, and oh, yeah, sign me up oh, for yeah. that one, please. <laughs> That I will take in a heartbeat because I freaking love that romance. Um, it's so good. If it's not, I'll take a fairy tale any day then. But that's my stipulation. I'm like, if it's Discovery, well, yeah, Discovery of Witches, I'll take yeah. that romance. Yeah. Oh, Abby, there is romance. It actually has a really good love story in it. Yes. Well, and unlike the romance issues that we discussed for Aurora, you will like this one. You'll like this one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've got a little bit more of an insight now with what I think you like based on just that book, <laughs> just that series. So <laughs> it worked out well. <laughs> and Shadow and Bone, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Would you rather be friends with Hermione Granger or Matilda? Uh, Matilda. I, I love say- Matilda. I got to say Matilda, too, because, I mean, my niece is named after the book. So, obviously, I got to pick Matilda. I have to go with Hermione. Mm. Partially because I've never read Matilda. Oh, (laughs) I love Ronald Dahl books. Like, the BFG is one of my favorite, favorite books. Okay. Uh, Would you rather live in your favorite book, but the main character hates you, or your favorite book character is real, but they're actually super annoying? I think yeah this is a rough question but I think I would rather live in my favorite book where the main character hates me because at least there would be other characters who I like who would like me I would I would hate it if like they were real and they were super annoying because then I wouldn't want to be around them at all yeah it would massively bother me Mm -hmm. if my favorite character in real life turned out to be annoying like I'd rather you hate me and be awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I can be friends with the other book characters. If I'm living in your world. Right? Exactly. I'm like, I just, I don't care if you hate me. I just live in your world. So I'm going with that one as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question. Would you rather never be able to finish a series or never reread your favorite books? I would rather never be able to finish a series. I need to be able to reread my favorite books. Like, I love them. I love them. (laughs) I would rather never be able to finish a series because honestly, I have had some series that I have not finished voluntarily. So there's that. Yeah, I'm definitely the never finish the series because like I have my comfort reads. You cannot pry them from my cold dead fingers. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need them. Yep, totally. See, and I haven't honestly reread any of my favorite books. 
in a hot second? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I would never want to reread my favorite books or never be able to finish a series. Especially if I love the series. I guess I would never, like right now, because I haven't felt the need to reread my favorite books, I probably just would be okay with never rereading my favorite books if I could not finish my series. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm also in the middle of, there are two series that I started and the final book, it's been two years since the last book was written, still waiting for the final book in both of these series. So I'm kind of like, I've kind of like given up at this point. I'm like, uh, who knows if these authors are ever going to finish these series. Uh, <laughs> I like, need to ask what series are these? This okay. Quite concerning. So the first one is Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Here's what this man did. Okay. Mm-hmm. He wrote, there's, there's going to be six books. It's, it's almost like two separate trilogies though. Like it's the same story, but it's almost like two trilogies because the first three books take place when the character is like, he's a teenager. But mm-hmm. then this book four starts 10 years after the end of book three. But the problem with this is that in book five, he destroyed, like, he like ripped his readers' hearts out. Like what he did in book five is repre- is just horrible. And now it's been two years and there's still no book six. So that's one. And then the other one is, and I love her, is Tomi Adiemi's series, Children of Blood and Bone. Like she hasn't finished book three yet. Yeah, Apparently I was wondering where her like, book, like where it was, because I was like, she's, uh, still, she's still writing it. Like she did post recently on Instagram that she's like, she's gotten edits to her, to her publisher. And so it's, it's getting there, but it's still in the process of, so, yep. I have to admit, so I like those books because they're so different and interesting, mm-hmm. but I also have read Evan Winter's Rage of Dragon books, which I like so much more, though they're kind of on the same like lines. The book two definitely suffered through second book syndrome. Mm. Children of um, Virtue and Vengeance. vengeance. Yep. So, man, I'm hoping like she can redeem because the first book, which Abby did not like as much, it is a freaking long book that could have been separated into a few different books. It is long. It's a freaking long book. It's not even like good. It's not even like all, you know, the All Souls trilogy. Oh my God, I love it so long. Please never finish this. Oh my God, you could have stopped it here, but let's keep going. Okay, you could have stopped here. Oh, there's still a third of the book to go. Anyway, Uh um, I do want to know how it concludes because the lore is really good and the world building was fantastic. But um, yeah. yeah. And I have not read the last three books. Well, the last two books, obviously, of the Red Rising series. I started the gold, the fourth one, I think it's gold or something. Mm -hmm. And it was weird. And I was like, I don't like don't like this. Like the first the I devoured the first trilogy. We'll call it the first trilogy. Loved yeah. it. It was great. The end left me satisfied. I was like, ooh, there's another one. Then I was like, what yeah. is this? What, what is they <laughs> doing? I don't, I don't it is, it is. It is weird. And I would say, if you do ever plan to go back to it, wait until book six comes out, which who knows when <clears> that will be. Only because of what he does in book five. Like, it's torturous now. <laughs> so, I just kept reading them because I love Severo. Like, he is my favorite character. 
he is my favorite. I just love him. So I was like, I need more Severo in my life. Like, forget Darrow. Like, I mean, who's the main character? I need more of Severo. Oh, I got the author wrong. No, it's Pierce Brown. Ooh, yeah, Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm my bad. Sorry, listeners. Neil Susterman wrote the Scythe series, not the Red yes. Rising series. Correct. Neil Susterman wrote Scythe and a million other books. I cannot keep up with that man. He writes so many books. <laughs> yeah, I really like Scythe as well. Although, if I'm being honest, I was disappointed in the last book in the series. But really? That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Hmm. I, I I thought it wrapped up nicely. I thought everything got into a nice little, little package. It did wrap up well, but my problem was before that because it takes like six or seven chapters before we get to the main characters. Like he introduces in chapter one, brand new characters into the series. And I'm like, you left me in a cliffhanger at the end of book two. And you're going to not give me the main characters for like six chapters into book three. Like I literally kept on flipping chapters and pages to see where they came in. Cause I was like, I can't, I just felt like there was, it was, I can't well, handle it this. Good, I need to know what's going on here. Uh, no, yeah. And like, while it was a good book and I did feel like it wrapped up well, I just felt like there was a lot of stuff that I could have done without instead. I don't know. I did an episode on it. You could... <laughs> Actually, that might have been a Patreon episode. I think it was. Never mind. <laughs> I like that. Um, fun fact, Pierce Brown, Abby, is 33 years old. He has his birthday is two days after Nate's birthday. Oh, wow. He is like my age. He's a baby. He is still really young. And he always posts like adventurous pictures on his Instagram of like being in the mountains. Like, I don't know where he lives, but he always posts these like gorgeous pictures of in the mountains and all these things. And I'm like, do you just have this fabulous life where you travel to the mountains all the time? Or do you live in the mountains in this gorgeous place? (laughs) I mean, he probably has a crap ton of books published. I mean, it's a huge series. And Leah's thinking, sit down and write me my sixth book before I shank you. You have no idea. Like literally he posts all these random pictures and I'm like, are you writing? Like, tell me at least you're writing. So here's what happened. He did post once where he said he wrote like 200,000 words in book six, hated it and trashed it and had to start over. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) stop it. Oh no. Longer. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. So there's that. There's a podcast that covers his books and I feel really bad for them right now because they've covered all the first five books and now they like can't do anything until the next book comes out. At least it's not George R. R. Martin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) God bless any podcaster that was focusing on him. Mm -hmm. Mm-mm. All right, ladies. Well, it's been a great night. I think we have done a really great Would You Rather episode, listeners. Um, hopefully, you can let us know which Would You Rathers would you rather do. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you all next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. 
If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.